Hey guys, RW here. Ready to do another episode. Actually, I had a pretty good couple of days. Um, last night, I went to dinner with a friend of mine. He is a regional vice president or regional president of a, of a large bank in this area. And uh, because I was gone for those 18 months that I mentioned before, you know, we hadn't had a chance to really talk and get caught up. So that was really good. So uh, we got to talk a little bit about the course that we're developing here and uh, the new company and how uh, really we're going to cater to uh, business executives like him. And uh, and so we started talking about, I showed him the offering and uh, what the product looked like. It was, it was pretty exciting. And so we started talking about that. And then we started talking about all kinds of uh, other related uh, things uh, as far as cyber goes and, uh, and how it affects his business and other businesses. So it was really great to, um, listen to his concerns and it just reaffirmed that, uh, we're on the right track. Um, I'm going to do a couple more podcasts later to cover some of the things that he had mentioned, uh, that I was able to address for him that I think would be very useful for everybody out there. And uh, so for this particular podcast, I want to talk about um, execs and why you are the ideal target. Um, so this may, not, may make you a little bit uncomfortable thinking like, okay, why am I, if I'm a business leader, you know, why would hackers be so interested in me? And essentially what we're looking at is uh, executives are, are a unique uh, group, right? Uh, you're usually not. IT focused, right? You're focused on other things. Uh, probably have a business degree, and uh, or you may have an accounting background, that type of thing. Uh, most execs that I know are really good, like managers, leaders, and uh, conductors. So your job isn't to do any particular thing um, really well. It's often uh, a coordination. Um, a process, you know, that you, you know, you're conducting the entire orchestra. You've got all these experts that are out there doing what they need to do, and you're making sure that they're working in concert so that the business is being as successful as possible. Um, and because you're you're doing those things, you know, you're often unaware of this wide variety of threats that you have out there, and it it changes. It changes from year to year for sure, and sometimes uh, from month to month. And I'll just throw out another little plug there that uh, one of the um, offerings that we're going to have here that you'll see is a monthly intelligence briefing. And uh, that's its purpose. It's just to kind of give you, you know, the current status of what's going on. When I was in um, NSA and I used to do uh, special operations, we had this daily read board. And so I would come in and the master chief had already printed and prepared everything for me. And it was on this board. And, um, so I could sit down and I could read, you know, whatever was going on and, uh, initial off on the little sheet there that I had read it. And it really kind of keeps, you know, you grounded and had, gives you situational awareness. Um, even though I haven't really gone into it as much, there are going to be three primary components, um, to this particular system. And those are stealth, intelligence, and resilience. So um, that 
those uh, worksheets, those um, correction, those briefings will be more uh, geared towards the intelligence, but it will also give you information about uh, how to become more resilient. So execs, um, you are well-educated, usually uh, pretty wealthy um, and uh, busy. So a lot of times when it comes to um, hackers taking advantage of you, they're going to use some type of uh, social engineering, so sh you know, uh, and they often give it a sense of uh, urgency, try to trick you by saying like, hey, this is something that needs to be done today. And, um, and as busy people, you know, often we're like, okay, yeah, let's get it done as fast as possible. And then the other thing, which is kind of a double-edged sword is, uh, as execs, you have unique authorities. Um, and usually when you say, you know, I need something to happen, people are going to make it happen. And if you don't already have several controls in place, like two-person integrity, when it comes to drafting wires, unusual wires for, um, new, new vendors or things like that, then um, those, you know, it's easy for those types of uh, situations to go bad where um, bad guy gets into your email account and starts sending email to your staff requesting that new wires be uh, drafted and sent to basically to the bad guys. So, um, so what I want to do is uh, just talk a little bit about uh, some experiences that I've had and um, one of those common scams is called the B, uh, the business email compromise. And um, it usually begins with uh, a bad guy sending some kind of phishing email to trick a uh, exec into responding and providing credentials into that account. Now, I've also seen it used in uh, other ways where they might uh, write you and say, look, hey, you've, you've uh, earned a new account or you've, you've, you've got something of that you might be interested in. And so just please provide your email address and what you would like your password to be. And we'll set up the account for you and you'll be able to log into it and gain access to this, you know, great service. And um, because people tend to use the same passwords or variations of that password, you're essentially handing them, um, your password, or at least a good start on what your password is. And uh, so that may lead to a business email compromise. So um, when it comes to losses, those are the things that determine essentially when it comes, when it's law enforcement, uh, if you, if a case will be opened um, to investigate what has happened to you. And if you're in a, a small town or city or something like that, as far as feds go, I mean, you're going to need losses of greater than $500,000. In the bigger cities, um, you're certainly in the millions of dollars range. Now, in order to address this, you know, the National White Collar Crime Center and the FBI got together and they created um, the Internet Crime Complaint Center. And that allows people who have um, losses that are not as high that they might have an individual case um, to go online and fill out a complaint. And then the system, the software in the background, then takes and looks at your information, finds that if it's related to another case, and then kind of aggregates all of the losses so that once it hits a threshold that's worth investigating, um, a package will be, then be created and sent to a law enforcement person to, um, to investigate that. 
So what I did was I looked at for business email compromise um, just over the last few years, uh, you know, what have we seen? And so um, starting in about 2013, um, the trend was to target CFOs and CEOs. And um, there were email that was just geared towards those particular folks trying to get their credentials. In 2014, it shifted a little bit, and it started focusing on the personal email accounts of execs, right? So no longer was it just the business email, but they're looking at the personal accounts. And then they were also um, trying to collect uh, contact information from those accounts. Once they get in, look at others' email addresses and using that to kind of spread their their fraud. Um, And then they were usually requesting... um, fraudulent payments to be made. Now, what happens is, this is important to know too, is, okay, so let's say they're going to initiate a payment. How does this payment get from here to, say, Russia? And what happens is there are these middlemen, or mules, we call them, and some of them are knowingly participate in this, knowing it's um, it's illegal, and others really don't know. So it might be like a disabled vet, and he needs to work from home, and he looks online and finds an advertisement for a uh, work work at home program. And he clicks on it and he reads this email that says, or this description that says, hey, look, all you need to have is a personal bank account. And um, the problem that we have as a business is when we transfer money from the United States to Europe, we get taxed, say, 10%. And so what we prefer to do is have individuals um, transfer that money from the United States over to Europe. And, uh, then there's only a 5% tax. And so we save 5% if you guys transfer this money for us, and then we share 2% of the savings with you. So that's all you need is just to have a nice, just have a functional uh, bank account. And then once they get in and they, you know, they're in your account and they initiate these wires, they're going to wire that money to those mules and then contact them with instructions of like, Hey, here's the next person you need to pass this money to. And they're going to pass it, you know, maybe to one other person and then Western union and then, uh, overseas. So in 2015, then, uh, the subject started to pose, uh, as if they were, uh, law firms and, uh, they would reach out and contact businesses and basically say, Hey, we have some time sensitive payments that need to be made and you guys have to make this payment. So, um, you know, make this happen. And, uh, in 2016, they started to compromise legitimate business accounts. And, uh, the purpose was to extract as much PII or personal identifiable information as possible. They were going after W-2s. They were going after all kinds of, uh, different tax statements. They were doing tax filings, um, to recover the money for that. And then, uh, just about last year in 2017, it morphed again, and it was uh, mostly geared to real estate transactions where people thought they, you know, they were in the process of closing and they had a new um, new title. Instructions had come in as to where to wire the money, and it was bad guys transferring the money to them and not to the real location. Um, and it was also very common to have rental property scams where you thought you were buying or renting a vacation home. And uh, you saw it online. And when you got there on your vacation, there's already a family there. And you just, you learn that the people who sold you 
or leased you the property for the next two weeks weren't the people who even owned the property. So all in all, uh, in 20, it was roughly around 2017, there were 15,960 uh, or 690 complaints related to business email compromise, and the total losses were $675 million for just that year. Okay, um, and I'll just tell you another quick story before I, I wrap things up. And it was um, it was a situation where it was an exact and um, bad guys had gotten into his personal email account. And I thought this was rather interesting because what was different was uh, once the bad guys got in, they started communicating with his bank to start transferring money. And um, while this is ongoing, they basically took the bank email as it was (coughs) excuse me coming in and marked it as spam and then that way every time the bank wrote them it would automatically get diverted into spam so they are literally in the subject in the victim's email account at the same time that the victim is using the account but because the communication from the bank or spam it's just going into that folder and the owner of the account is never seeing it so pretty, pretty clever stuff. Um, and like how many of us, you know, look into our spam folders to see what's going on in there. So that's, that's probably about it for today. Um, just want to kind of leave you with one thing, like you may be the ideal target, but you don't have to be the ideal victim, right? Uh, I would love to hear from you, find out what your concerns are, because I will certainly tailor this and our other presentations, uh, to address your concerns. All right. Hope you guys have a good have a good day. Be safe.